Chris Spencer, and I'm here with the other minivan man. There's Maj Jobrani and Al Madrigal. Am I saying these names right? Yeah, you gave him a little bit more of an ethnic. Al Madrigal. Yeah, Madrigal. You went, but you went gal? Gal, yeah, that was a little. Madrigal. A little whiny. Yes, <laughs> right. Madrigal. Um, and uh, we want to talk about comedians and uh, the things that we have to deal with since we are comedians. And one is not necessarily hecklers, but uh, things going wrong How in about the audience. Just distractions. That's what it is. It's distractions. People dealing with somebody looking down at, let's say somebody's looking at their phone constantly. All that's, right. That's very new. Somebody is, um, you know, talking in the back at the back bar. Someone's ordering loud. Or, loud orderer. How about the loud waitress? Yeah. Po- positive heckler. I mean, there's all the, the regular po- yeah. ones. The positive heckler who will come Woo! up to you. The, no, they'll come up to you after the show and be like, dude, I was, I thought I was helping you out. Yeah. Like, no, you weren't. Yeah, yeah you messed up. But, but it's CBS not even here. that I thought I was helping you out. He, the, the guys, you know, we, again, we all do stand-up comedy, and we do it night in, night out in Los Angeles, and that's what brought us all together is that we see each other constantly at the comedy store and the Laugh Factory, and we're working on a regular basis. But then, you know, in these crowds, you go late night at the Laugh Factory, and it turns into this Armenian-Latino date night, you know, <laughs> and then um, you go, because you know, all these comics, they go and do you, the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in Largo where there's these respectful crowds. And I know you know this from talking to like Eddie Pepitone and all these comics that work in this beautiful little bubble where everyone's polite and educated and well-mannered. But we're going out to places. Like, for example, and I, it, was, it was Maz's birthday. Did we talk about this on the podcast? I did a gig for Maz. We went down to... The House of Blues. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that wasn't my birthday. That was uh, that was because the birthday the was... the day before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go down to House of Blues in San Diego. Everybody, I said, uh, I'm not Persian. I'm actually uh, half Mexican. <laughs> we will go to bar <laughs> like that, and, and then everybody just started talking at the bar. But because it was his gig, and I was being respectful to him. I just I stayed in it, right? Yeah, I didn't. No, you did, yeah, you I did wasn't well. mean. Well, that 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 one was look. That one was because uh, it was unique. It was unique because the venue down there, House of Blues, is not set up for stand-up comedy. It's like it's got it, no House of Blues are. Well, some are. No, some are. Like really? this this one in particular, they have two hundred and fifty seats, right? And then they have two hundred and fifty people standing. Yeah, you can't have two hundred people standing at a at a stand-up comedy show. They're all standing at the bar, and they didn't know. It's like, and and I think I'm pretty sure it's general admission. So they showed up thinking there's going to be seats, right? And now there's no seats, so they're all standing at the bar, going, "What the hell is this?" And, and who the hell is this guy? Who's this guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was unique. But but what it is is here. There's a couple of things. One is like I've had it before. I'm sure you guys have had it before. I've I've gotten used to now. If if I hear the talking, and I'm and, and it's going pretty well already, I I will just I'll just muscle through the champ. set. I'll you be like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop my own rhythm right. to deal with this guy for whatever reason. Now, now that said, if they're actually yelling stuff, then you have to deal you with. You gotta it. address it. So I'm talking about, I mean, I the reason that this has all come up for me and just lately is that my wife calls me comedy police, and it's not just policing other comics. Like I get up there and I'm school teacher. I demand to be it. It's me. I don't know what it is. But I want everybody's attention, and I can't deal with it otherwise. And um, I had I went to South by Southwest with John Oliver, and some guy in the front row has his iPad 2 out, and he's tweeting to 32 people, we found out. 
Oh my God. And he won't stop looking down at his iPad. And I go, and he keeps taking it out. And I go, dude, put your iPad away. That's just it's ridiculous. It's insulting. I go, put it away. And he starts giving me stink eye. I went, I go, dude, put the iPad away. I'm going to put my foot through that fucking, that iPad. <laughs> and uh, I swore a bunch at him. And I go, you better watch it. And then I'm going to put my foot through your mouth. Wow. Is, now, is the audience laughing or are they going like, this guy yeah, is like, crazy? Whoa. Did you have a Kramer some, moment? No, I didn't. You know what? I have a lot of Kramer moments. I have a do lot. Do you at of, least make it funny? I totally make it funny. I do okay. my best to that's that, bring it to funny. Folks, that's the difference. I make a point. Kramer of, wasn't trying to be funny. Yeah. I, I make a point of trying to make him funny, but I do regret it afterwards. I look over John Oliver and Pete Holmes and all the guys who are just rolling laughing at the whole thing because they think it's hilarious. But this guy keeps taking out his iPad too, taking out his iPad too, and he won't stop. And I just, it made me crazy. But every other comic was able to go on and just do their act. They acknowledged the guy was taking out the iPad too. Like, come on, man, put it away. But nobody. Is that the proper would... lingo to say iPad too? Well, it's uh, whatever. Why is that iPad? He wants to be very specific about the. Well, no, because it just had maybe come they'll out give us one. Keep talking. It just, yeah. it just had come out the day before, and so right. this dude's got it. And then the next day, when I was walking around, people were actually coming out to me and going, "Hey, man, I loved what you did to that guy because there's a disconnect between people and their devices, and with being in an audience, and he was in the front row, and I because I told him, I go. I go, dude, if you go in the back, and I go, if you're a reporter and you're on your iPhone and you're in the back and you're trying to jot down notes for a story, no problem. I don't have a problem with that. But you were in the front row, and it's so disrespectful to me. Right. Like, so just put it away. But and then people love seeing that re real moment too, like your yeah. real emotions. That's you know? and that's me on stage. It's like everything. Well, the stories are all real. It's me. I mean, I just but. Again and again and again, just issue Jeremy Hotz in the wings at the Laugh Factory, making too much noise. I go, hey, Hotz, shut up. I go, you <laughs> know what, Hotz, when you're on stage, I want to, and there's somebody loud in the balcony, that's going to be me. Like that, I'm just <laughs> yelling. And then I have the owner of the club, Jamie Masada, coming up and goes, I'm sorry, buddy. I grabbed in the balls, buddy, and he is, it's my fault, buddy. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. And then I, I, I just am getting into it with people constantly. And you guys, you're definitely more calm and cool and collected. I'm more calm, but I also learned early on that if like, because sometimes you'll call, you'll see something that's bothering you, right? And and then you'll call it out, and suddenly you've lost your rhythm from where you were going. Right. So if it's obvious, if it's something that's loud and everyone's starting to hear, like if someone's talking or something, I will go to them, and I and I've also lost it on stage and just cussed for like a straight minute, and it's been the most fun and exhilarating thing because yeah. I, all these words I never knew existed. I just start putting words together and people have been shocked. They're like, one time I was at the, um, when they used to do shows at Miyagi's, some oh, yeah. girl was just being loud. I started cussing at her and then, and uh, I think Brody Stevens like texted me the next day. He's like, are you okay? Everything all right? I was like, why? And he's like, I was there. I saw it. Like he actually thought like I was bothered by it, but actually I had the most fun because I don't right. cuss that much on stage. I was coming up with words that were so fun. Um, and it's, it's it, I mean, you got to deal with it. Now, it's funny. You were talking about, a friend of mine was just telling me about this, and I, I think I've seen it. You should go YouTube um, Keith Richards. Um, I think, it like, you know, put like Keith Richards, you know, hitting fan with guitar. 
some fan runs on the stage when the Stones are playing. Keith Richards doesn't miss a beat. He takes the guitar, knocks the dude. The dude falls. Keith Richards goes right back to playing. No oh, way. How wow. cool is that? That's awesome. And there's, <laughs> Bill, there's Bill Hicks, Heckler stuff and stuff like that. I'm talking about people yelling out. Of course, you just blast them. But I just like other little things. Right. You've been, yeah. you've been the very, best one. Have you seen, you've seen the Bill Burr in Philadelphia? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's great. That's classic. That's a champion. He's fantastic. Um, yeah, I have to acknowledge something. Like... Little things bother me. Like you said, if there's a little conversation. I've seen, I've seen you on stage doing it. Yeah, and uh, I yeah. think it's, maybe it's from emceeing so much, so I have to make sure the room is set right for the next person coming up. So if you're being disrespectful, I've got to take the bullet and, and, and try to kill you. With, not take the bullet. I guess take the gun and give you the bullet so that the rest of the show can go on peacefully. You know what I mean? And, 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 I, and I've carried that on to when I'm headlining. Like, I have to acknowledge that I need the room to be perfect. People have their feet on stage. What do you do? Do you let them just keep their feet on stage? I say the standard joke. Right. Yeah, do that? you work here? Yeah, then get your, your feet oh, okay. I, say, I, I might say Do that. you say anything while you just let them... cheap shoes. I might joke. Yeah. Yeah, I think like I mean I I, I think I've seen you 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 get worked up sometimes and it's still it's, it's still funny. <laughs> He's worked up right now. No, it's still about no, it's still it's still <laughs> funny. Damn, but damn you get dingo boots. Like, like like I think the way you and I handle it is a lot more he, like like Humorous. but but like with a smile of right. like come on man you know like that. But you I think get really you get, you like take it personally. Oh, and when uh, somebody was saying uh, Kevin Christie is a good friend of mine said he goes you know what the difference between you and all the other comics are and he's like. When you tell somebody to go f themselves, you really, really mean it. Like it's not just yeah. something you throw away. Like you're so sincere, and it is true. Like I had this Armenian lady in uh, at the Flappers. She put it was a Christmas party, and she put her purse and her gift on the stage, right in front of me. Like just put her stuff up there. You should have opened the gift. No, I took it. I took everything. I took her purse. I took the gift. I threw it on. I'm like, I'm keeping this. Get it like that. And then you know what they were? They were entertainment partners. It was the Czech people. Wow. And I wouldn't stop. They they started and I go, um, what did I say? I was saying some horrible things. I go, where do you guys work? Wherever it is, it doesn't require too much walking around, you fat scrags. Oh, you know, no. I'm, yeah, no, I just just from having the gift on the purse on You're stage. Like a pitbull. Yeah, I I I just put. I regret every little bit of it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, I only attack if I'm being attacked. Yeah, I yeah. go. I bite yeah. back. You yeah. know what I mean? I won't. I won't call somebody fat unless they call me a name. You know I mean? look around. You know what it was? I went out there in this particular instance and said, uh, "I was doing cholo, my uh, cholo soccer dad bit that I do." And I said, "Does everybody know what a cholo is?" And this woman goes, "No, I don't know, don't know cholo." And I go, "It's a Mexican guy." And she goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, I know." And I go, that's it? That's all the description you need? Mexican guy? <laughs> like, that's immediately, I was just like, I thought that was that. racist. Yeah. And then I just started going crazy. You just didn't like this woman. I just hated the woman. That's so funny. Right away. All right. All right. Look right back. I'll work on it. So let's talk about why my kid has uh, every holiday off that every holiday is. Like, you know, I understand there's the standard holidays that every school goes. There's there's your, there's your Christmas vacation. There's spring vacation. There's there's the President's Day. There's Martin the basic King's birthday. Bank holidays is what you're referring to. 
But yeah, you know, the, the 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 Washington and the Lincoln are those separate yeah. than Lincoln? No, it's pre- President's, that's President's Day? birthday. Yeah, President's Day. Day. Yeah. I guess they, these two presidents had birthdays near each other. But my kid's school has every holiday: Rosh Hashanah, Ramadan, Groundhog's Day, Flip Wilson's birthday. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this school, and, and it's so funny because my my daughter goes to a separate school. So when he has the holiday off. He's in the car as I'm dropping off my daughter. And the parents there are going, is he off again? That's hilarious. How much is this school? And, and, and he's, he's at the expensive school. He's at the school, which I say in my set. It's on the corner of foreclosure and divorce. <laughs> yeah, it's like 25 Gs. Oh, my God. Wow. How do you, yes, it's crazy. Well, and my daughter goes to a really fancy, expensive school as well. I'm not sure how. I'm just so glad that she's finishing it up. But they'll go on spring break. You still pay your month's tuition. It's not like they prorated for the holidays. Nope. So his kid's getting all these holidays off, and they're not exactly deduct. (laughs) It's the greatest scam in the world. We should open a school. I know, man. Don't you remember as a kid, though, you loved, like, you were dying. Like, I was... I would if I had like a holiday that the other kids didn't have. Oh, it was great. I'd be like, oh, I'm Iranian, man. You know, we got the Persian New Year's coming up. I gotta stay home. You know. Oh yeah, I remember when Martin Luther King uh, wasn't official. Yeah. All the black kids stayed home anyway. That's hilarious. And like, your, your parents. We stayed home for Rodney King's birthday. Okay? That's funny. Martin Luther King, Rodney King. It didn't matter. We were any King, Bernard King, and so it was always funny seeing like, like the I think the Catholic schools in the neighborhood did Martin Luther King last. So. When my friends were coming home from Catholic school and they would see us off, they'd be like, wow, you guys took the day off. And I'd be like, if we were at St. Joseph's or St. Michael's, we would have took the day off anyway. Yeah. Because we had a dream. We had a dream. <laughs> it's uh, just the price of it all. So, I mean, that's another thing. So how much do you pay then? Do you mind? Don't mind me asking. And if people know. And these are L.A. prices because I was telling people, some people from St. Louis. Oh, yeah. They laugh what, at were, They laugh yeah. at this because it's crazy. Because their expensive, expensive, expensive private school is like 13000 Yeah, but go spend a month in St. Louis and you'll want, want to get the hell out. No offense oh, to St. No, Louis. No, I get it. I get it. That's and the, tough. No, right. I realize that. And then the things. cost of living and stuff out here and also, which is, I think, the Beckham, you know, like uh, the Beckham's kids go to the, these schools. Yep. So these, this is the fanciest school you could possibly go to. So how much do you pay per month? Well, anyway, I, I, I try to knock it out. I to knock it out in chunks. So I, I don't want to be stuck with that monthly nut. Yeah. So I'll give them a chunk here and a so chunk but there. But it's 25 a year. So that's about two, two, a little over 2000 a month. For one Because it's, it's not 12 months. months. It's 10 oh, months. Oh, yeah, yeah, 10 months. And then, are you ready for this? <laughs> they want you to gift. Oh, yeah. yeah. They so then they hit so you on, top of, on top of the 25, they wanted me to play in this golf tournament on Monday, which was $400 a man. Then they asked you to gift. Now, our school is pretty good with not being greedy with the gifting because they have a big endowment. Right. But some of these other private schools that are around the corner and down the street and other friends go to, like... They're on you. They call you. There are people who actually work there, and their job is to call the parents and get them to gift, to donate money. We need the building fund. The air conditioner broke. We need a gym. And, and they, they actually work at the school, and their job is to, get, is to raise money. Wow. 
I wonder now, you said Beckham's at your... I wonder if Beckham has to pay tuition or if the school was like, look, if we have you, that's going to have a lot of people go, oh, Beckham's Cachet. at the school. And so why don't you it's guys like get getting a, It's like getting the cast to 70 show to show up at your club. It's like having a Kardashian at the club. I guess. No, sure. I'm sure he pays. And I'm sure he not only pays, but he gifts. He gifts as well. Yeah, And that's why those people like to come. It's a great you know, tax deduction for those guys. And they got a big old plaque on the wall that says Beckham or they get this built. This Maybe he'll donate the soccer, the new soccer field. You know what I mean? So, right. so he goes there and Seal and Heidi Klum go there and like all of Access Hollywood. Now, now, so then the holidays come and now you got to find like sitters or you got to find something, right? It costs you, you more money because then you, the, let's the say you got to be at work. You're yeah. on the road and your wife's got to work. Now somebody's got to come in and take care. You got to sort of pawn your kid off. And now he's not also not even talking about activities oh, and yes. stuff like that. Oh, Dude, we got like, I know for, for, for us, my son had, uh, he had his spring break week. He's in preschool. It was like two and a half. It was <laughs> silly anyway. But he had his spring break week. And so, so uh, and then our nanny uh, has a day where she goes and works somewhere else. So then we have like How backup nannies. She? I know. We have we backup, got backup nannies. No, we, no, we got That's backup hilarious. nannies and sitters. We got all kinds. And, and at a certain point, we started going down. six man. <laughs> no, we started going down the list. And we were trying to get this person to cover from this hour to that hour. And then I texted my wife. I said, I, th- I, said, I think we got a full-time staff. Like, we got, like, right. we have, like, like we, I should get gloves for everybody. That's and be funny. like, you know, well, you're the butler. Isn't that funny when you're your going initials? through the babysitter list and, like, your first choice is not available? So then you go to your B team. And your B team. And then you just start scrambling. You might as well be on Craigslist looking for somebody. Do your kids oh, yeah. tell you no to some of the babysitters? Yeah, we just said. We don't want to see Lisa. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. No. She made us egg salad sandwiches last time. We don't want her. Uh, we just had that happen the other day because we had this <laughs> cute girl. I don't even want to say her name just in case it comes over. But yeah, who cares? Her name is Susie. And they go, we don't want Susie. <laughs> and she's totally cute. She's a swim instructor. And then we have this old Susie lady. Susie, the kids? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, she's not that cute. But um, they, we don't want Susie. What was her reasoning? They don't like her. I don't know what it is. She's drinking. She's probably more on it because now our, our t- top choice is lady who lives around the block, but she's got her, uh, her eyes messed up. Oh, they just run circles around they her. They run her. She's 72. Oh, yeah. Is and that the one you have to fire? I fired that one, but she's a babysitter. So I fired her during the day. Remember oh, but, I you rehired, but you rehired her as a babysitter. Yeah, no, she's not fired. She was fired from her regular job. <laughs> she she got demoted. <laughs> you can't, now she like, just gets called in clutch babysitting. <laughs> like, look, we're going to have to cut back some of your responsibilities. Do you have some babysitters that you use if, if there's going to be less hours before they go to bed? We try to go free, first of all. So we'll go friend. I'm, yeah, Sarah Tiana, who's a comic, will come over and help out. And she's fantastic. Well, she really? She's actually my daughter's godmother. Nice. And we'll come in. And, I love Sarah Tiana. Yeah, Ooh, and we got go, we got to find some godmothers. Yeah. Sarah Tiana's about to be my kid's <laughs> godmother. <laughs> Do you have any godmothers? To. I got no godmothers. I I didn't th- I didn't think of that scam. That's a great scam. I is that a scam? No, no. What you do is you go around. What you do is you go around. And you name n- everybody a godmother. Yeah, no. You go around knighting everybody. You're like you're the godmother. You're the you're the you're the, you're the aunt. You're the aunt. Yeah, yeah, you know. Her favorite aunt. Sarah Tiana is the godmother. It's great. Hey, that is actually a good idea. That's everybody. a great idea. Find but, girls that like want kids. Like women that are in that age that they want kids and be like, you love the kids love you so much. Kids love you so much. You know, are they, say hi, you are they, are know. they like Sarah Tiana? Love Sarah Tiana. 
She's uh, Auntie Sarah. I mean, she she's delightful with him. And if she's listening to this, this will ruin everything. She's you know, the, she's the godmother. Of course, she's she's gonna love the position. This is gonna they back, love her. This is all gonna backfire. <laughs> you know what happened? Also, my wife listened to the first podcast. And we were talking about, I said, listen to this, does this sound good? I didn't think about what we were talking about. We were talking about how we go on the road and just call back and say it was horrible. Oh, we oh great my God. <laughs> listen to the whole thing. Is that what you do? Is that what you do? It's funny. Ruined it. Now yeah, I got to call and say I'm having fun a couple of times until she forgets. <laughs> just, just, don't, just don't tell her that, we, we, you just don't tell your wives we're doing a podcast. Just be like we get together and we just. Or your wife just wave to your wife. Hello. Yeah, right. yeah. No, I gotta. I gotta work on this guy. The, the free ones we have are my mom, and my buddies. You have Sydney. local mom. Oh, well, that's I have right. Local mom. Uh, local I got local mom, mom too. I got local mom too. So I, I feel bad mom. though because my mom's in Pasadena, so it becomes eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock at night when we come home. It's hard to put her in a car yeah, and you take drive. To your mom's minutes. day babysitter. Yeah. But we never, we're always, when it's daytime, we have them. So I have my buddy Sydney when he didn't have a car. Now he's got a car, so he's no good. So now we have like three roving, you know. Sydney the comic? Yep. That was our baby. You, you say when he didn't have a car? What does that mean? So you would, I would go get him. But now he's got a car, so he's doing spots and he's hot and he's done oh, a roll with Tony hilarious. Rock. And I'm like, dude, I remember when you were broke. I liked you better. <laughs> we used to have, when Lorenzo was little, a comic, W. Kamau Bell. Do you know uh, Kamau Bell? No? no. Very popular now. Uh, yeah, he used to be her. He's uh, six foot six, four, black man. What's his name? W. Kamal Bell. Bell curve? No. Chris Rock is trying to do something with him. Anyway, it's uh, he. It was a big black nanny. She just big black big nanny. That's that should be the show. This fall on CBS, the big black yeah. nanny. Big black nanny. So but, anyway, but, then you got to get coverage for these kids, and they're off constantly. And but you, you, you have the. You guys both have moms. I'm stuck down here. I'm the only one in L.A. Yeah, but, so that's we, the, but that's the problem with holidays. And what's funny, though, is, again, it's like sometimes I feel guilty when I think about this because I'm like, okay, the kids are school all the time. Then a holiday comes up. Now I'm getting a nanny. And then I'm getting right. my mom. I'm like, when am I spending time with this kid? Now, see, uh, that's uh, I, I'm with the kid a lot. I'm with the kids a lot. I have to admit, I'm with the kids a lot. I'm with the kids every weekend, sun up to sundown, unless I'm on the road. Um and then when they get home, I try to make sure I'm home by five o'clock. Do you guys do you guys do do, do stuff like that? Yeah, I pick him up. Sure? Pick him up from a school. You pick him up. Yeah. I drop him off. She usually drops her off. So I, I do, I do get a lot. A of, I do a lot time. of drop off, and I pick up when I can in the car. That's when I see my kid. <laughs> no, really, my wife. I, my wife really uh, put the sledgehammer down. I was like, well, "Why don't you drive him to school sometime?" She's like, "Well, this is a time for you guys that you could be together." It's a nice forty-five minutes in the I car. I hate when they, they and it. Just, and I had no answer. I was like, "Let's go, son." Wow. And and it was right. And, and now I love it. Now that I think about it like that, yeah. now I'm in the car. I try not to use the phone. And I use that 35 runs? minutes, whatever, for us to talk about whatever's going on in his life. Right. Do you do a donut run ever? Do you? Get we used to do donuts before school. If we if we have a bad breakfast, I might go get we'll go get a bagel and some hot chocolate. That's funny. I love that. That's a good time. So uh, yeah, holidays. That's it. Hi, this is a comedian and author, Chris Mancini, for the Minivan Men podcast. I'm going to be the guest next week. It's going to be a great show. We're going to talk about uh, my book, Father Stitches, Bullying, and all sorts of fun things like not sleeping. 
Remember when you used to sleep? Yeah, yeah, so do I. That was great. What's up, everybody? This is Chris Spencer, Al Madrigal, and Maz Jabrani. We are Minivan Men, and we're talking about... Uh, what we're about to talk about is the neighbors, the neighborhood. And something that's incredible to me is that your neighbor and your kid, A, are the same age, that's and nice. B, same sex, yeah. and you have the ability to go back and forth in the between the yards. Now, did you guys build a hole in the in the gate? or No, man, we lucked out, man. We... We uh, when we moved in, it just so happened that my wife was pregnant and the neighbor's neighbor was pregnant, and then they had their kid like a couple months before ours. These two have grown up together. They wrestle together all the time. They play together all the time. It's the best setup, you know. Once in a while, if one of us is busy, like the kid will go to the other side and play, and the other parents will keep an eye on them. And then and then we just we're always walking in each other's backyards. Like they have a great lemon tree. They're like, whenever you want, come pick a lemon. You know, whatever. Um, so we really lucked out with that. I, I, we have no, I have no feud with my neighbors. No Hatfield, until McCoy. you pick too many lemons, until you, pick, you take advantage of their I, lemon you know hospitality. That's what I'm saying. I, I, you're always, you're always afraid of something coming up. Like, let's say for example, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like my son is very rambunctious. When my son sees another kid, he doesn't go high. He just goes high and he hits him really hard. Hey! And it's like a love hit, right. but still the ki- the other kid a lot of times will fall or like hurt right. themselves. But that and other I, boy seems like he can defend. No, himself. he can defend himself. Well, but my boy is a lot about more. New kids, he'll do that too. To do that, new kids and it, so my kid is aggressive though, and he sometimes will be over aggressive to the neighbor. Like the neighbor's kid, when the neighbor's kid was when these guys were just starting to learn how to crawl, my son would even back then go and get on top of this other this the neighbor's kid, and the poor neighbor's kid was this cute little kid who was shy. And he would he would like break down. He's like this one. The neighbors get Donovan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then now that they're older, they both go at it. Like it's it's the funniest thing to watch is watching them say goodbye because they, they they'll say goodbye, they hug each other, and that hug turns into a wrestling match always. <laughs> but I'm just like afraid of the day when Dara goes like too far and like hits Donovan with like a plastic bat or something, and then the happen. parents get upset. And and the good thing is I feel I feel fine with them actually disciplining my son i feel that they're good enough right. parents that they can but you just i'm just saying i just don't want to jinx it what would you do if the, if the neighbor hit your kid oh that would that would upset me yeah <laughs> do, I they, be that. do they know you're a comic oh yeah of course they know i'm a comic and yeah. does that that, that no they're totally into it yeah they're, they're into it they're, they're into, they're, it. They're into do my do you use that with any of your neighbors do your neighbors know you're a comic i think they all do yeah and it's like, hey, you know, I'm going to be on something. Right. I've given them a couple, you know, my Showtime special. Passes. I've, I've given them copies. My neighbors, I had Filipino Frank. I got three guys named Frank. All older. Everybody's older. Do you have any old people? You have you? three yeah. Franks around Three Franks. You? Oh, That's I got hilarious. two Jerry's that live next door, husband and wife. <laughs> yeah. I got two Joes. There's two Joes next door. I oh, swear really? to God. Yeah, yeah. But are you dealing with old people? You have a weird situation across the street. Yeah, across the street, there's a guy. Uh, yeah, what are they? What are they doing over there? Well, across the street, there's a, there's a guy named Gene who's been around forever. And he like always wears fatigues. He looks like he's shooting eight millimeter porn over there. Yeah, it's, I think that I actually I don't know if they did like I don't know what's because that house there's there's different people coming in and out of that house. Right. But Gene himself is like this. He's like he's he watches the neighborhood. He's been around forever. And when we first moved in, he walks around with like his fatigues. So you think, okay, Ooh, this I guy's you know this guy's like from Vietnam or something. But he's like this hippie dude living with his buddy George. And these two guys are like characters from like a sitcom. They're like the Lenny and Squiggy of the neighborhood kind. Yeah, but but they're very they're really nice. They're and nice Gene's people. always keeping an eye. You know you know the guy they're that gay. I have a that I have an issue with. There's a guy down the block who built a castle. 
Literally, you got this house of like you got this, you got this, you got this neighborhood of like French style, Spanish style, right. and then this dude busted out and put a castle. This is before we moved here. Put a castle in the middle of it all. It's ugly. It's ugly. It's horrible. It's a total eyesore. And after that, this stupid neighborhood commission decided to say, if you ever want to do anything to your house, you got to come to us and get approval. And I was like, guys, because of the castle. Yeah, I was like, too little, too late, dudes. There's a castle there already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go. When I first moved into this house, this house was built in like 1920 something. There was an old lady who used to be, who lived here forever. And then she passed away and some guy bought it and remodeled it. And we bought it off of him. The driveway was about six or seven feet wide. Like you could barely fit your car into it. And as I was backing my car out of the driveway, I turned the wheel. It hit the curb. The curb was like 10 inches high. There's supposed to be like five. It was 10 inches high. The front, the whole front came off the car. And I, so I go, okay, I got to get someone here to lower that and I got to, and I got to widen my driveway. Not so easy. You got to go to the neighborhood, watch people, whatever they are, the right. commission and get approval. Sure. So I went in front of them and I said, Hey guys, this is what the situation. And they go, Oh yeah. You know, um, we want to keep it consistent in the neighborhood. So you got to bring us measurements of your neighbor's driveways and then we can approve it. So I came back with, with measurements of my neighborhood neighbors' driveways that were like 14 feet wide as opposed to six or seven feet wide. They were like, oh, well, no, they did it without approval. Um, our, 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 uh, our limit is actually like seven feet. And I was like, you know what? Screw these people. I was like, you guys are out of your mind. So I went ahead and extended it, and I lowered the thing, you know, but that's that's the biggest that's my biggest pet peeve in my neighborhood. I'm just, when the, I drive by, I gotta go see the castle. Oh yeah, on the left as you leave the place. Yeah, I've yeah. got the people next to me that uh, Paul and Martha that watch the place. They've been there forever, but they they're obsessed with their parking. So we don't have permitted parking. By the way, am I okay out there? Yeah, you're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So permitted parking in a lot of neighborhoods in L.A. Parking is like West Hollywood. If you don't have the L permit, then you can't park on the streets and stuff like that. Eagle Rock, we don't have any of that. But these old people think that the spots in front of their house are their spots. Uh, Same thing with Jerry and Jerry. Really? So they freak out. So anyway, I'm doing some work on my house. Uh, Rogelio and Lolo are over doing some work. And Paul comes storming back into my backyard. And she yells at him, move your cars. Like that. I, I look and I go, Paul? And I'm friends with him. We help each other do everything. We talk to him every day. Hey, Paul, how you doing? My dad talks to him. He helps me work on stuff. I help him with stuff. When he was laid up because he had a repaired hip, I brought him DVDs. <laughs> All right, I help out. He didn't watch any of them. Uh, but anyway, I did. I brought him. It was a thought that counts. The kids, I gave him a tomato plant. You know, a lot of exchanges going on, a lot right. of courtesies. But I know they're freaky about these parking places. I never park there. But it's not. It's a public street. So Paul comes back, yells at the Mexican guys. I know there's a little racial undertones sure. to all of this, you know, because they got their beat up minivan or whatever is there. And then I go, Paul, don't go through the front door. Don't go marching in my backyard and yelling at people. Go, you want to come to this house? You knock on the front door. And he's what, 70 years old? About. Right. And he goes, I'm knocking. I go, you can't come over here like that anymore. No yelling at anybody. And he goes, I wouldn't go over your house if it was burning down. I'm not calling the fire department. And I go, really, Paul? And my kid's in the house. That's I go, get out of here. Don't come back. Like oh, that. boy. Haven't talked to him since. Oh, no. How long ago was that? Year and a half. Really? What? Yeah, grudge holder. Wow. You still see him? Every day. Not three, a smile, a Three smirk. times a day. No. I look at him and I look at him through my eyes. I look straight at him and I think to myself, 
F you, old man. You're going to come yell at the Mexicans like that, and you freak out about your spot. And now everybody that parks there, I'm friends with the Filipino Frank. Uh, I got another Frank, old Frank, uh, next door. And now we just got, we were at war uh, because of hedges. He's you got hedge war. You need to stop being on sitcoms. I need to create your sitcom because <laughs> you are Larry David. So we yeah, got is, right? a hedge war. Because he puts stuff in my mailbox about your hedge height and stuff like that. And he says him and his wife, it's just loaded during the day, by the way. I mean, Lorenzo, we got some balls that come over the fence. So we had to go over there. Hey, can we go get our balls from your backyard? And we go over two bottles of white wine and koozies oh, right geez. in front of each of them. They're smashed. So they like to sit on their back deck and look at the mountains. And they say, when my hedge gets too high, I can't see the mountains. So they oh, freak hilarious. out about the mountains. And so we got all these hedge height rules, but they recently got a female dog that just looks just like our dog, and they love each other. They kiss through the fence. Oh. It's Lady and the Tramp over at my house. <laughs> so that made everybody like each other again. The dogs so brought them together. Dogs brought us together. But then I've got um, Mad Lib is across the street. You said you didn't even know who that was, or did you? The rapper. The rapper. Really Famous producer Mad Libs directly across the street. They have a dog that barks constantly, and so everybody hates them. They not doesn't hate them, but hates their dog. Right, this is just locked in the backyard. Not me. I mean, I like them, so I'm not. Yeah. And then we've got various other things, and I've got cholas. See, I, I I live in not as nice of a neighborhood as you guys, and it's like up and coming. So I got <laughs> these crazy cholas across the street. They have gang members over constantly. Oh there was a Mongol God. that lived there with them for a little oh bit. We all rallied against the Cholas. And they just inherited this house. The, the Mongol that they were dating uh, threw all of her kids' clothes in the front lawn, poured Jan Jack Daniels on it, lit it on fire. Oh, my God. Yeah, that happened. Did the fire department show up? No. Just a little small Jack Daniels clothes, kid clothes fire. <laughs> you know, so wow. I got crazy stuff going on all over the place, and I'm busybody. I'm just such an old man. I take the dog for a walk so I can snoop. I know everybody's business. My uh, wife is making fun of me constantly. You are hilarious to I me. know everyone. So everybody's like, hey, Al, hey, Al. I know everybody within... Um, I'd say at least 10, 15 houses each way. So everybody knows me because I'm out constantly. Filipino Frank came to Gary and Mary tapings. He's my ally, <laughs> uh, but it's me against everybody. Nobody, people called. And then that's another thing is that I think Paul and Martha called the city on me when I was remodeling my kitchen. So the and city guy, the inspector showed up? Inspector showed up, but I knew I was living around nosy you know, old people. So I got all my stuff permitted when I didn't even really have to. Oh, wow. So that's what I was dealing with. So anyway, I'm at war. I hate all these people. I love it. <laughs> it's an episode. Castle House. I got one in three of my houses in my neighborhood's Castle House. I don't know who are these people that want to live in a castle. And yeah, you got castles Hogwarts. I got <laughs> castles. But I mean, like seriously. With the, like with the moat looking kind of. This, gonna, this dude's got straight up like moats and stuff. I'm going to take a picture of... I went as far as to get the domain name hatethyneighbors.com. <laughs> um, I, uh, I have a house. I'm going to bring a picture, and we're going to post it on the Minivan Men website of a house near my house that will make Castle House look like some <laughs> your dream home. I guarantee you. 
Take a look at Castle House on your way home tonight. Castle House is funny, but what about when people try to make, <laughs> they have these little itty 1,500 square feet houses and they put the big pillars. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they're trying to make it look like the White House. Filipinos. Or, the, or uh, per, Persians <laughs> do that, but <laughs> not with the smaller houses. Persians just go into Beverly Hills and do that. These little itty bitty houses. I'm like, you have these big old pillars. That yeah. pillar looks heavier than the house. David in front. Yes. In the statue. <laughs> it's funny. ridiculous. The Eiffel Tower on top. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> we should, that's what we should do in the minivan men neighbors segment. Because I'll check back in about Jerry and all the guys and uh, Gene across the street. Listen, your show's, show's got to go so you can move on up to like your own little, you know. We could write episodes for days for you, you guys. Oh, you got to have Filipino Frank. Filipino Frank for sure. It should be shot in Eagle Rock. Edwin San Juan could play Filipino yeah, Frank. Yeah, yeah. My friend. <laughs> anyway, I just I'll post pictures of all this stuff. I'll take it, and I want to see a picture of Castle House. Oh yeah, no problem. Done. But we should cool take pictures of all the neighbors too. That's another thing we could possibly go on and do is get a photo. I'll show you Filipino Frank, but then they'll want to know what it's for, and then they'll listen. Gene would, Gene, Gene would love my neighbor. Gene would love to be on there. Frank is my friend. We could have Gene on as a guest. Yeah, why not? That'd be awesome. Yeah. You know, so funny. Um, when we were looking for nurseries, there's a lady down the street. She's like, she told us she has a nursery. So we went to go see it. And I, I don't know if this is a, another episode, but I don't know when you were nursery hunting. If you guys went to every, anybody's houses, I swear to God. You're talking looked, about a nursery school for your child. A nursery school. Yeah, so a, there's four levels of nursery school. There's a really fancy one, which you go to. Right. There's something in between, like a Montessori, expensive right. like I go to, that's still pricey. There's the one that's done through like a church or a school program that's right. really, really cheap. Right. And then there's somebody's house. Yeah, like which some, is where you went. Tanya's. Ooh, Tanya's. That's where she got some little tags, plastic stuff, and they put oh it in their yard. God. And it's not. It licensed. looked like a reform school. All these. Remember, remember on Little Rascals, they had all those beds with the bad springs, like just there with the, you know, with the, with the bad uh, headboard. And she's going through and go, we do nap time. <laughs> he, he knows exactly. The kids are sitting there eating. It looks like kids' jail. Yeah. They're eating hilarious. old saltine crackers with peanut butter. I'm looking at the uh, couch. There's springs coming out of it. I'm like, every, and all the toys look dangerous. Crackers seem fresh today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the toys we played with that they gave, they gave to these kids. So uh, I just had to mention that because we were on the topic of neighbors. And I'm looking at people dropping off their kids. And I'm like, how do you drop your kids off at... Lisa's Nursery School or whatever her name is. Do you right. still have a nanny here right now? Yeah, she's waiting for us to finish so she can go home. <laughs> You're spoiled. No, I just had, and I had, her, no, I had her stay a little longer because usually she leaves at seven, but she said she'll hang out and just help out with, because with the baby and with, a, with Dara, you got to, you know how it is. They, 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 they both need it. Well, the baby doesn't care about the attention, but Dara does. Right. But um, anyway, we should wrap it up. But uh, um, hey, let's, let's wrap it up. No, but I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. So, so I had her hang out so that my wife can give Dara attention while she's dealing with the baby. Got you, you see what I'm saying? Got you. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Rich people. Tell you, man. I'm on the road, baby. Jeez. Um. All right. So uh, that's it about neighbors. That's yeah. No. I we'll, I just, I'd like to do a recurring neighbor segment and check in with all these because uh, I've got some major problems. I think you and Paul need to get together and and have a uh, um you know a, ra a rapprochement. I don't think so. Never? A detente? No. no. How about the you rendezvous? Gonna, you're going to feel bad when he dies? They were just manipulating me as well. Uh, that's what me and my wife think. My wife's down with it. She's always one for mending, and uh, she's not, not in this case. Right, cool. They were being nice to me to manipulate me. 
Gotcha. And they're crazy right-wing Republicans. Oh, just, forget them. Yeah. Oh, oh forget yeah. it. They're Hate out. thy neighbor.com. Hey, yeah, I'll work on it, and it'll just be a picture of Paul. I, I heard somewhere that the, the highest-selling uh, website, uh, $10 million, sex.com. Some guy bought it for... Some guy registered sex.com and sold it for $10 million. Wow, that's good. Thought hey, of that thy neighbor, somebody actually already approached me to buy it, and I said, well, it's four figures. And never heard back from it. A thousand bucks? Yeah. Huh. I was sold it. Hold on to it. Uh, yeah, why not? It might go up. All right. All right, guys. Good night, y'all. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites. There's thechrisspencer.com, mazjobrani.com, and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks. Thank you.